Hey all, and welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, a little bit of production. We're so glad you're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And we're both your hosts and the co-founders of Little Bit Of, the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective. On this podcast, we take an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and changemakers, including ourselves. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We are so excited you have decided to join us for this very special episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered. It is our Valentine's, Galentine's-themed episode, and you might be finding us the Monday morning after Valentine's Day or any time after that. But wherever you are joining us, we are grateful you're here, and we have a pretty fun show lineup for you today. Yeah, we're very excited to just chat all things Valentine's and Galentine's and get into our opinions about um, dating apps and so much more. So we're very excited to start off this episode and have you all back. Um, We did want to announce that we are switching to doing um, one episode every other week just to allow Sarah and I to have a little bit more of a good schedule and work-life balance. We are both working full-time jobs while managing a side business. So thank you for understanding. Yes, we're still figuring it out as I'm sure anybody who starts a new business or a new venture or a new podcast is. So we're hoping this new schedule allows us to make top-tier content for you that keeps you coming back every other week. And today's episode, like Molly said, we are going to be talking about dating app opinions, stories. We posted on our social media accounts for stories about dating apps. So we're going to go through some of the best ones there. And then we're going to tackle the ages old debate of personality versus looks and whether or not you care if your significant other follows models or attractive individuals on social media. Um, And then we're going to wrap it up with some fun quizzes. We're going to talk about our love languages. And then we found a fun BuzzFeed quiz because no Valentine's Day would be um, complete without sitting around and having a website tell you what you're supposed to do that day. (laughs) So, Molly. Yes, Sarah. How have you been? I have been good. Um, Yeah, I don't know really what to like add in this little weekly check-in or bi-weekly check-in, I guess, today. Um... Well, I'm, like, looking around my room. This was what I do. I'm, like, looking around to see if maybe there's something I could say. But I have a plant that's dying, so that's not great. <laughs> but we're working, we're working on um, reviving her. Yeah, I don't know. That's my check-in. Anything fun happening at work? Um, no. <laughs> Honestly, no. Uh, I feel like it's just, like... It's the season of the slump, you know? Not much going on. Yeah, I don't know. This has been a really bad check-in. <laughs> have you been keeping up with The Bachelor? Yes, I have. Um, Bachelor is interesting right now. I'm honestly very stumped on who's going to win. But I do like Matt a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's doing like a decent job. For somebody who hasn't been on the show before, you can tell he doesn't really know how to, like, navigate the situation completely. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's very different than past bachelors, I feel like, because I feel like they all sort of have navigated everything the same, and he's a little bit different, seems a little more unsure. Um, but we'll see what happens. I feel like there's some top women that are potential, and then a lot of women that are there for the drama. <laughs> Yeah, to say the least. I think it's funny that um, we're doing our Valentine's Galentine's Day episode and we're talking about this because if you haven't been watching, I think my personal opinion about this season is this is the most toxic group of women that I've oh, ever absolutely. seen. absolutely. And I saw a TikTok that was like, why are all of these women so mean to each other? If I was coming out of quarantine, I'd be so excited to hang out in a house with like 30 other women. But they're it's just bullying. It is straight up bullying. And it's really been hard for me to watch. So I'm two weeks behind, but I've read everything that happened, but it's, it's just so it's unbearable to see how they speak to these other women to their face. And it's to their face behind their back to mm -hmm. Matt, to the producers just on their own when they're in their like confessional. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I guess confessional situation. Just the way they speak about each other is really, really terrible, and I it's hard to watch, but I also try to remember that they're, like, real women, and it's a TV show, and it's kind of what is expected of them to start this drama, so as much of it is kind of like, you shouldn't say that about another w- woman, I also kind of look at it further to, like, the producers are probably pressuring that sort of language and they wouldn't be on the show if they weren't going to be dramatic. Like they would have never been casted. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it depends. Yeah. I do think there's a line between drama and just straight up bullying though. It's I yeah. think in past seasons, you've had the quote unquote villains that are villains and they're dr- dramatic and things like that. But if you, there's like two or three women on this past season like Victoria you've probably heard that name thrown around social media but Victoria is just unbearable in the way she just is so mean to women and you know that the producers foster that but at some level it's like this can't be good for the mental health of other people in yeah the house um, yeah I will say I think there is really truly no excuse for Victoria I think yeah. um I was watching a Instagram story from Becca Martinez where she was talking about it and how people think that Victoria is like a casted actress that went on the, that's like on the show and being paid to be on the show and act this way. And Becca was basically saying like, there's no way like there's crazier people in the like country and just in the world that would just do whatever to be on TV. And she's certain that Victoria just is either playing up how mean she is or is just truly that mean. But for the other girls that are just more like, I mean, there's a whole situation with like Jasenia and MJ, and I feel personally that a lot of that was egged on by the producers, just you can tell in the way they talk. I mean, I don't think you've seen the episode yet, but you both, you can tell in both um, sort of confessional situations that they both think that they're so right and feel like so hyped up about themselves and like on cloud nine when they're both so in the wrong. So it's just kind of like, why don't you guys just take a step back and like look at your actions? And I think there's just people there that are like, yeah, you go girl. Like, yeah, you're number one. Like go get her. Like you're right. You know, mm-hmm. like if, 
I I don't know. If their producers, I feel like, weren't trying to egg them on, they would say, hey, like, maybe, maybe, like, relax a little bit and, like, give her uh, sort of a pass because everyone, like, makes mistakes and, you know. Mm-hmm. I think if you haven't, I would watch Unreal. It's a TV yes. show that it's fiction, but it looks at reality dating shows like The Bachelor and it's the things that the producers do. And so many people have come out and said that's pretty close to what has happened. And um, Well, isn't Unreal like it was started by somebody who is a past like Bachelor producer? Oh, I vaguely remember hearing that. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard a lot. If you aren't into The Bachelor or if you hate The Bachelor, <laughs> I'd watch that because it's a really well done show, at least the first couple seasons. I haven't watched the most recent, but that's good. But yeah, I feel like... <laughs> The Bachelor. It does touch on a few like triggering things, just yes. fair warning. Um yeah. but it is very well done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um anything else going on in your life? No, not really. I mean, it's been snowing like crazy in New England, um, as I'm sure is the same for Sarah, just mm-hmm. making the trip from um all the way back to DC. So mm-hmm. sure you have had your fair share of snow, but yeah, lots of snow, which is sort of why probably work is so just dead right now because nobody wants to venture out in the snow. Who could blame them? Um, yeah, not much really going on. Just, I mean, no news is good news sometimes, you Absolutely. know. Mm-hmm. Especially so, in the COVID, the COVID era. It's good yeah. when things are sort of normal. It's like the new normal. But yeah, I'll second yeah. the snow thing. As Molly alluded to, I am now back in Washington, D.C. Might hear some fun sirens or things like that in the background as we record. Um, I came back and I drove in the middle, like between two snowstorms. It was great, but I love being back and back with my wonderful roommate. And it's nice to be here and her birthday is actually on Valentine's Day. So we're planning some fun um mainly indoors things um, <laughs> in our apartment activities um, for her birthday. Yeah, I think it's even supposed to snow again on Sunday. Oh, yeah? yeah. We, I think so. Nothing really sticks here in D.C. We had a snowstorm right before I came back, which I was bummed that I missed, but um, it was nice. I had a couple wonderful months with my family and spending quality time with my family, so I think that was really wonderful. But it's nice to be back and really focus on work and Work is going really, really well, um, and I love all the people that I work with. We had to push this call because I had to work a little late today, um, but in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I just I feel really grateful for all of the strong women that I work with, and I didn't realize how important that was, but there's so many people that I look up to that I've only worked with for a couple months, and I think every place that I've worked, that's always been a big source of inspiration that I can see myself in people who are higher up in the company. And I think that also goes to the point of what representation does, but, um, I'll get off my high horse and <laughs> talk about other life updates. I feel like those are the main things that are going on in life right now. Hey all, it's Sarah, and I'm so excited to talk to you a little bit about Anchor, which is the free platform that Molly and I use to create a little bit unfiltered. And we love using Anchor because we're novices at this, and Anchor gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it also distributes your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple, and many other places with just one touch of a button. 
and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested in making your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So we promised that we would talk about dating app opinions. Molly and I alluded to this in one of our very first episodes that we did. Um, I don't know where to start with this because I do feel like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I mean, I don't really have like, I don't think I'm on an end of the spectrum because I think it's whatever's right for each person. That is true. I see how like, I see the positives in dating apps and I see like what it can, what relationships it can bring people, but I also see how it might not be for everybody. And I also see the negatives in dating apps. And so I'm not really on a side, I would say. Yes. I guess the better way to put it is you are a success story. If you want to talk about that. Yeah, I am a success story. I did meet Adam on Bumble a while back. And, um, yeah, I mean, it really, it did work out for us. I mean, two and a half years strong, you know, I don't know, but I think that, I don't know. What was, wait, who reached out? Well, okay. So Bumble is obviously you reached out to him first. Do you remember what your opening line was? Oh yeah. So I guess I could go like fully into the whole story. Cause I fully remember like every bit of like meeting Adam I the night that we that I had swiped right on Adam I like very vividly remember I remember like laying in my bed in my dorm room I lived in a triple with my two roommates and I think we were having like a wine night and we were just one of my roommates had a boyfriend so of course she like wasn't on the on dating apps but me and my other roommate were just like on bumble And we would always, whenever we looked at a profile, like, fully consider the person. Like, could we see ourselves going on a date with them? What would our first date be? Like, what would our relationship be like? Could it, if they, if we knew their major, like, would our majors be, like, compatible? Things like that. And I fully remember, like, looking at Adam's profile, seeing that he went to a lot of sports games because Adam is very into sports. Like, that's, like, his number one trait like if you need to know anything about Adam it's that he loves sports and I could tell that based on his profile and I remember saying like out loud oh he seems like he would take me to sports games like I'm gonna swipe right on him so that if we hang out he'll take me to a basketball game because I had never been to a UConn basketball game at that point in my college career okay of course, when I was younger, I had been, but I was gonna say. Like, since being at college, I hadn't just because, I mean, it's like a whole thing. And so anyway, I was excited for that. And I remember swiping right. And then the next morning I woke up and we had matched. So I was like, oh, I mean, I had matched with like a bunch of other people from that same night. And but I had remembered from the night before, like I had thought that. And I also used the same line with every single match on Bumble. I sent every single person the same thing, and I highly recommend it. I said, word for word, two truths and a lie, go. That's what I say. That's Or that's what I said to everyone. I and like that. I highly recommend it because it sort of weeds out a lot of bad eggs. 
one, if they say, like, super sexual things, like, you know, like, mm, or if they're like, I'm not going to do that and are kind of, like, lame and don't even try, you know, to, like, weed them out. And then also gives you, like, two fun facts about a person and then also something that they, like, came up with that's, like, creative and gives you, like, insight into who they are. So Adam responded with three that were about this restaurant that was on campus that he, like, loves it there, which he had never been. And he said that his reason why he said that as his lie was because then he was like, I'll invite her to go with me so I can try it for the first time. That's so smooth. I like that. Yeah, so smooth and like so just like cute and that he didn't even know me yet, but he was always already thinking of like how he was going to ask me like on a first date, which is just so sweet. It's so funny though, because that restaurant had closed like a month prior, but she <laughs> didn't know. So we never ended up going. Obviously, I mean, it was closed, but I remember just being like, oh, well, it's closed. So what did you do for your first date? Um, I think we just like hung out. Nice. I don't know what college kids do. I'm just like, <laughs> hanging out. But yeah, I very vividly remember the whole everything that happened. And I, I kind of really like appreciate that. I remember it very well. And I feel like that is kind of a cute upside to dating apps is that like you have a record, like you have sort of that record of how you met and it's really cute. And yeah. 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 I mean, I have like screenshots of all of our messages on Bumble. That's adorable. But did you, Which is- how soon after you messaged on Bumble and you realized that you liked him, did you start texting? Because I feel like that's always a big thing. Um... I feel like it was pretty soon after. I think we were messaging on Bumble for, like, three days, maybe. Three or four days on and off. I don't know. And then I think he he didn't ask me for my number. I'm still mad about this. I hold this against him <laughs> and will forever. But he just sent me his number and said, if it's easier. Okay. I feel like... That is in the textbook of guy comments on dating apps because the number of times that I get that, it's like, oh, if it's easier, I'm like, this is the exact same thing. (laughs) You open up an app, you get a notification. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the same thing, but I get like after talking to someone for a few days on a dating app and like wanting to meet them in person like switching to texting and like having each other's numbers is a good idea yeah like I think if a guy on Bumble had ever been like do you want to hang out and like plan tried to plan a date Mm -hmm. through Bumble I'd be like no yeah (laughs) like I need your phone number first yeah I feel like that I always get that message like an hour after I start messaging someone like oh if it's easier text me Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a little soon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's the whole DC scene where everybody just likes to move like fast. It's like, oh, let's do numbers. Let's go get drinks, whatever. And Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's interesting. I like hearing the good stories of dating apps because... Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of good stories, but I also recognize that before, like, I had my good story, I had a lot of negative stories, Mm -hmm. and, like, there were points where I was kind of like, I'm just going to delete all the dating apps, and I would, and I would just, like, 
go about like my life thinking that I was never going to like meet anyone on a dating app, which I don't think that you should think, I don't know, plan really anything on who you're going to meet and like where and when, because it could happen at any time. But attacked. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no. not attacking no, you at and all. I know because you are. It's like, I feel that because I always, in my head, that's my thing where it's like, I struggle so much with dating apps because I want to meet I guess it's not, I shouldn't take it as an attack. Um, I'm going to rewind that. Like, not that you're attacking me, but like, but like hashtag attacked, like, like <laughs> that resonates with me. But I, yeah. I always, I don't really like dating apps because I really want to meet cute. I think we've talked about this before. Like yeah. I, I really want to be friends with someone first. Um, I think maybe that's because my parents were friends for a really long time before they got married, but I don't know. There's something about it. I don't like the stranger aspect. I did some thinking before we recorded this podcast and I did some introspection. I was like, why don't I like dating apps? And I know a lot of it stems from my trust issues. Like I was burned quite a few times by people in high school and sort of false pretenses and false appearances, if that makes sense. Um, I can go into it in a different episode. I'm not there yet. Um, (laughs) five years of therapy later, still not um, ready to go into it yet. But I think I'm always wary of people showing interest over an app because I had something happen in high school where someone showed interest and it turned out, I'll just talk about it. Like it turned out to be like a bet that they had to pretend to be interested in me and all of that stuff. So it was very like 10 things I hate about you or she's all that or whatever. But um I think that's sort of where it comes from because I just don't like talking to someone that I don't know because I don't know their intentions. Um, But for some reason, I'm still on dating apps. Like that's a weird thing. I'm kind of a hypocrite in that way, but I'm trying to unprogram that because I have met a lot of really great guys on dating apps. Like I will say that like DC has like every city has their fair share of like good guys and bad guys. And like you said, like there's some good ways to weed them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've never wanted to meet someone off a dating app and that's the thing. Whenever it gets to the point where I meet them in real life, I just always, like, I either just say like, oh, I'm too busy or I ghost them. And that is not fair because I've been ghosted before. I know that's a terrible thing to do. Like I've been ghosted. It really, it was really tough and I don't know why I do it to other people, but it's just, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but Yeah, so I think you should delete your dating apps <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds like to me – I mean, I think I've said this to you before. Like, if you don't want to meet someone on a dating app, then what is the point in meeting people on dating apps? Validation. Like, if I'm being brutally honest, like, I am totally yeah, that cliche. Yeah, but I also think, like – like, like you don't – you think you need that validation, but I don't think that you actually truly do. And I feel like like you're just, like, feeding into that, like, part of yourself that has that, like, negative space where you feel like you need validation by giving it to yourself. You yeah, know what I mean? I always feel like it's kind of empty validation because I say that. I want validation, but then whenever someone compliments me or, like, says something like that, I just feel like it's kind of false and it's very empty – so I feel like I should delete mm-hmm. my dating apps because I feel bad too, Is especially since I started this new job. I genuinely don't have time to like carry on a conversation with a stranger, which is why I want to be friends with someone first because 
it feels like too much of an investment to just date someone right off the bat. Um, so I felt so bad. There was a perfectly nice guy and I just took forever to respond. Like bless his heart. Like I'll respond like once a week and he'll still reply. Um, but I mean, that's a dead guy. Yeah, yeah, I really should. That's a, maybe I won't delete Hinge, but I'll delete the rest of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do think though, like circling back to your thing about because I don't really know if I think you should date delete dating apps or not because you say like you want to be friends with someone first, and in my opinion, I feel like you can totally be friends with somebody from a dating app first. In my opinion, like I get it obviously is saying like oh you're interested in one another but I also feel like if you just meet someone who's really cool and really nice like this guy that you mentioned who you only message him once a week but like he always responds and you continue that relationship on with him where you're just like catching up like once in a while and then eventually like hang out and just do like a more friend thing like you could be friends first and then go from there you know, for I don't think like that has to be ruled out because even me, like with Adam, when I met Adam, our first date we spent, it was like seven hours where of us just like hanging out. And I remember like leaving and definitely being very interested in him, but knowing like at the time I was planning to move to Boston for the summer for an internship. So I knew I would be away from him for a long time. Like this was like three weeks for the before the end of the school year. So we'd both be like moving home and I was going to be moving to Boston. So I remember like thinking to myself, like maybe we won't work out because of like distance and whatever. But like, I know like I'm going to want to be his friend next year. And like, I'm going to want to keep hanging out with him and that like, no matter what, like he's definitely someone I feel like a really like genuine friendship with. And like, I get along with so well. So even though I was like definitely interested, I also was like that friendship is there that's true. And would want to continue that, like, either way, you know? Because even at the time, like, when we started dating, I knew, like, even if we didn't work out, like, even if we broke up because of something where our relationship wouldn't work out, I still knew, like, I cared about him so much and would still want to be his friend. That's fair. I, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I feel like it's not necessarily, like, Yes, dating apps are meant to, like, find you someone, but, like, especially Bumble. Bumble has, like, Bumble BFF. Yeah. And, like, I feel like it's a little more, like, casual. A lot of the, like, guys on Bumble are a little more, at least I think, are a little more just, like, genuine and a little more girl power, which is what we're all that about. That is true. I put, I have a prompt. It's sort of, like, bait. I have a couple different prompts on all of my profiles and I have one that's more serious, like more career oriented. And the ones that respond to that, like my dream job or like my dream goal is like running a school in a low income country or something like that. And if someone responds to that prompt, I'm always like, okay, yeah, like they're, they took the time to read through my profile. Um, but I also, I think my other hang up with dating apps is I'm very traditional in the sense that like I there's that episode of sex in the city where Carrie talks about having like Zaza zoo it's like that like it factor the like butterflies in your stomach when you see someone and then just like instant attraction and I I'm always so worried like I don't want to waste my time and like meet up with someone and then be like oh my god this person's like 
like we had good like conversations, but they're just not my person. And like, I wasted all of this time. But then as I'm saying that, I realize the people that I have felt that spark with, it hasn't ended well. And it's been a bigger waste of time. So I, I think the moral of the story with me and dating apps as a whole, if you want to tie it up in a nice little package with a bow, is I have no idea. <laughs> I'm kind of like a walking contradiction at this point. Um, full disclaimer, I did work for Bumble last spring. Yeah, a year ago now, actually. And it was so much fun. And I loved all the empowerment around it and like their message and Bumble as a brand. But um, I don't know. It's... It's interesting. It's a to-be-continued kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you say you want that sort of, like, va-va-boom and, like, that immediate attraction, but then you also say that you want to date someone who's your friend. okay. So I will – that is a good point because I do think – Because I don't think those two things go hand in hand. I can talk about it. I don't know if I want to keep it in, but, like – That's okay. So I have had people where I've – I think attraction is a really interesting term because like I see it in a couple different ways. Like I do for better or for worse, I now believe in love at first sight. Like I do believe in that. Um, I also believe that it manifests in different forms because I've had someone that I've um, been romantically attracted to right away. And like, that kind of like love at first sight, if you will. Um, but I've also had someone that was more of like a slow burn. That was like a friendship. And then I realized I was like, I didn't immediately think of them as romantic, but I had that connection and it wasn't romantic, but it was someone I was like, Oh, I want to spend all my time with this person. Um, and then there was one day that it was like a light bulb and I was like, okay. Um, so I think, yeah, I see attraction in two different ways, but that's kind of what I mean. Like I do, I would love it to be like the movies, but um, life isn't like the movies. So we're going to do the... Yeah, life is life is definitely not like the movies. Nope. Um, actually, life can be like the movies. My life is more like a tragic rom-com. Like the, you know, you got a little bit of a tragic <laughs> heroine. I mean, maybe it's not like the movies, but it's more like a TV show. Yeah. I just... You know, like, like I think of it as, like, you brought up, um, I didn't even watch Sex and the City, but you brought up, mm-hmm. right? We were talking about that. And, like, in the sec- in Sex and the City, which I know nothing about this at all. This is going to be so, so entertaining. Totally, I might just butcher the plot. I'm confident, though that Carrie, like, falls in love with guys and has relationships with guys that don't work out and then she finds a new guy, you know what I mean? And, like, the same thing with her job, like, has highs and lows in her job. And that's what I think life is like. Like, there's no, like, happy ending. Like, there's no, and they lived happily ever after in life. Like, there's always going to be highs and lows. Yeah. And, I mean. Yeah. The hopeless romantic in me likes to believe that there's a happily ever after, but the realist in me, the person who's lived my life, um, knows that there isn't always. Um, but I mean, I think like everyone is going to, like, I feel like you're genuinely going to eventually find your person and mm-hmm. it's going to be like amazing and you'll have kids and like have a home and all of that, like amazing things. But also, like, there is 
tough things with being in a relationship. Like, it's not happily ever after. It's not like, oh, they get married and everything is perfect forever. Like, there are hard things that you go through in, like, a relationship and in marriage. I'm not married, so I don't even know. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, growing up and having, I don't know. Life is hard. And (laughs) And there's so many things that we have not even hit Mm -hmm. that we're going to have to, like, overcome. Yeah, and I think I... I see my parents' marriage, and I think that's why my standards are so high. Um, just because there was some, like, I I think this is part of the reason that I'm a hopeless romantic, too, because my parents have a really cute story. Like, they, my godfather kept trying to set them up on blind dates, and they kept being busy, or they kept dating other people. And then they finally met, but they were dating other people and didn't get together until much later. But it was like their relationship started with a friendship. And then the way they are partners, too, I think is something that you're saying, like the ups and downs of life. Like I have seen them support each other and be friends first and really just like check in with each other and stuff like that. Um, So I think that does feed into it. So mom and dad, if you're listening, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people that have parents with like very healthy relationships have that same sort of view they see their parents and they want what their parents have I mean like my parents also have a very cute story so like I totally get where you're coming from and I think I mean almost like thinking about it now because I've never really thought about it before but like my parents they met on Black Island, if people know what Black Island is, but um, my New Englanders, but um, my parents met on Black Island after my grandparents, my mom's parents, had met my dad the year prior and thought he was cool, (laughs) and then they brought their daughter back the next year and introduced them, and so then my parents met, and they were just sort of, like, hanging out on Black Island. My dad worked out there, and, like, his mom lived out there, and they started dating, and then six months later, um, so, like, I guess, like, three months later, my mom sort of was full-time back, like, at work, like, summer was over, and it was, like, six months into them dating that they got engaged, <laughs> and then six months after that that they got married, but just the process of them, of them like, meeting and then immediately having to separate was very similar to, like, me and Adam because my mom obviously had to go back to work. She couldn't live on Black Island for the summer. Like, she had a full-time job. So them sort of having that long distance and her going on the weekends to Black Island to, like, see my dad and then traveling back to work and that, like, long distance, which is a very similar distance from, like, Boston to where I live. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about that until now, but now I'm sort of realizing like it's kind of very similar. I mean, me and Adam are, didn't get engaged after six months or get married <laughs> six months later, but I like feel like this similar like start of the relationship is very mirrored, yeah. which is interesting. Well, a kind of sharp departure from our parents love stories um we (laughs) asked you some of your dating app stories um let's read through we'll do three of them i think that sounds good um yeah so the first one um i kind of want a story time it's the best friend of someone i have a 
cast with messaged me, had no clue who I was. Interesting. I want to know more. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the second one is, oh, you can tell that they have, like, a very small amount of space with, like, the lack of grammar. Yeah. <laughs> um, love that about Instagram. Um, okay, it says, lots of bad guys just looking to hook up, but so many gems I'm also still friends with to this day. Huh. Well, good for them. That's optimistic. I like that. It's a, it's a balance. Like, it really is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, actually, I'd be curious to talk about, like, staying friends with exes. Yeah. And your opinions on that. You could read the last one and maybe we could touch on that. Yeah. Okay. So the last one is, um, let's see. We asked, one of the questions was, are you having any luck on dating apps? And the response was no, with lots of O's. I've actually been catfished. So I have PTSD from apps like that. That's also another thing. Like I, I was actually talking to my brother about this the other day. It's like, Dating apps make it so easy to verify yourself now that I don't match with anybody who's not verified because it's so simple and it makes it so much safer that like, that's another thing. But I think it used to not be like that and you had no idea who you were. Oh, wow. I feel like old because you definitely could not get be verified when I was on dating apps. Yeah, it's a relatively that was definitely new not thing. a thing. Yeah. But I also think even then... Like, I feel like since Catfish, the TV show, like, became a thing, everyone should know how to spot a catfish. It's just so easy. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are – some of them are tough, though. I feel like, especially if you're swiping through and, like, I've been in the mindset where, like, you're on that sort of mindset where you're just, like, messaging a bunch of people and then you start talking to someone. And sometimes it's, like, not in your presence of mind to be, like, oh, that person might not be who they say they are, you know? I mean, I think more in terms of, like, after a little bit, it's easy. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, if they won't – if they don't have a Facebook account or they don't have an Instagram or any sort of social media, um, they won't give you your phone – their phone number or, like, as much as I don't – would don't approve of, like, Snapchatting to, like, get to know somebody, oh I don't God. think that's, like, the way to go. But just one Snapchat, just, like, one to yeah. show – like that you're who you are i if they can't give you that like if they can't do that one they're weird <laughs> and two they're probably catfish yeah i um i feel like we've definitely talked circles and circles around dating apps if you have more thoughts let us know we've talked about this for like half an hour um <laughs> so we'll move on for now um but If you do have any fun stories, let us know. This is kind of like an ongoing topic, and I will keep y'all updated on my dating app um, extravaganza. Oh, I thought I forgot we're not using the word journey anymore. Yes, I even avoided journey. Look at me, gross. Um, I know I'm the um, (laughs) I'm I'm the problem now. I'm rubbing off on you. I feel like we should do something. I've seen something on TikTok. Like, have you seen all of the TikToks where people are trying to set their friends up with people and it actually works? No, that's just See, the side I, of TikTok I'm on. I haven't seen those TikToks, but I believe it. Yeah. I feel like I want to do something like that. I feel like... Oh, you you want me to set you up with somebody? I feel like that would be a fun thing. 
What do you think? I I think it'd be entertaining. It would be entertaining. Yeah, I don't Let know. us know. DM us. Yeah. Let us know if you think that'd be a good time. If you want to do a bachelorette on TikTok. Let us know. So we talked a little bit about meeting people on TikTok and social media. Um, and speaking of social media relationships, we promised we would talk about... Um, Molly and I talked yesterday, a couple of days ago, about the conundrum of do you care if the person you're dating follows like Instagram models, basically. Um, it was about a guy who was following like models in bikinis, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, this came from my, one of my friends yeah. in our like group chat yeah. and asked about it for her friend. Mm-hmm. It's a whole friend of a friend of a friend situation. <laughs> but I've heard this so many times and it was weird because I had said my gut reaction was like, I don't care. Like if they're not DMing them or something like that, I was like, I don't care. And Molly, like rightfully so, like that's kind of out of character for me. Like I'm kind of like an obsessive personality. So she called yeah. me on my BS. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you can't lie to me. But I kind of, I like stand my ground on that because I obviously as someone who has not been in a long-term relationship that might change over time. But I mean, I said that like I follow attractive people and like attractive actors and stuff like that. And I'm like not drooling in the comments, but we're like, actually, okay, I'm single. Rules are different a little bit when you're single, but it's also still like, I think it's interesting because I... I'm very much of the mind that, like, I think it's okay to, like, appreciate someone that's, like, beautiful. I think it just, it comes down to trust, but it's also, I think, like, when you're in a relationship for a long time, it's like, do you really need to be following people like that? If there's not any substance to the account other than, like, oh, look, I'm hot. Yeah, I think it depends because I've thought about it more since we talked about this. And I think, for me, I just don't. I mean, I said in the moment that I felt like it would depend why they were following them Mm -hmm. and for what reason. Because I feel like if I was dating somebody who was super into fitness and was following somebody who, like, posted their workouts every day because they were interested what they did, they have a reason to be following that person. Yeah. But I feel like there are a lot of Instagram accounts that are essentially just, like, like soft porn photos, I guess, you know? I was going to say, look at me, I'm hot kind of photos, but yeah, you too. (laughs) Yeah, like, just like, I feel like there's a lot of Instagram accounts like that that have no purpose besides, like, being hot, which is fine. Like, I support that, but for me, I just don't think I'd feel comfortable, like, dating somebody who is following an Instagram like that. Yeah, and I think there's a clarification that I think we're both on the same page that it's like, there's nothing against people who own those accounts and post that content. I think it's about the person that you're dating or that you're with. And that it's like, what's the purpose of you following? So yeah, like if you are feeling yourself and like want to post any picture you want, go for it. Like that is, that's not the purpose of our conversation. We're just sort of like the relationship side of things. Yeah. And I almost think like, it's to me it's truly not about the account it's more just about like probably my own insecurity yeah and how like I just would not feel secure in that like relationship I'd feel like I was comparing myself Mm -hmm. and that that's on me but that I feel like that's gonna go away overnight like I'm still gonna feel that insecurity Mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel insecure in my relationship yeah so I think that's fair I don't know And I also think, like, to your point about how, like, you follow 
um, different accounts of like attractive men. And like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the ones like I follow, and it's like Tom Holland, <laughs> like these like celebrity Actors, people yeah. that. Yeah, actors and celebrities who I'm following, not just because they're attractive, but also because I want to keep up with, like, what they're up to. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I'm very into, like, the Marvel movies, so I follow all of, like, the Marvel men. And, mm-hmm. yes, they're very attractive, but yeah. I'm also – except for Chris Pratt, not Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm following them to the, keep up with what's going on with, like, the movies and filming and things like that because I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And I, but I'm not, like, following some, like, random thirst trap guy on yeah. Instagram that I know nothing about. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, I feel like the furthest I push that bound is, like, people who have been on Love Island who may not have the best personalities. Like, I think I always go through this cycle. It's like, my friends and I will watch Love Island, will follow the attractive cast, and then over time you realize, like, their personalities aren't that great. But, like, there's someone from the Love Island universe um, that post all this like feminist content like it's a guy and it's like very genuine like you can tell that like that's something like he respects his family and like all that stuff so like I like keeping up with people like that and going back to like our thing about like being a good influence and using your platform for good but like there's only so much you can know about a stranger's personality but I do think it goes down to that thing that we've talked about a lot is like do looks or personality matter more and I think we both think a lot that, like, looks are good, but personality is what you stay for. Yeah, I definitely think, like, personality 100%. Like, I think looks play a part if you're not mm-hmm. attracted to someone. I just don't think, like, you're going to grow that attraction mm-hmm. towards somebody. Um, and I feel like physical attraction is important. But I also think, like, you can't have, like, one without the other. Yeah. Like, I feel like you need, I mean, obviously physical looks, like, if you're too picky, then you're too picky and, like, that you need to, like, look in. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you're too picky, picky with looks. Yeah. Like, I don't think you, like, look at, um like, perfectly nice guy who has all the same interests as you and is super nice to you and, like, has all these great date ideas and you look at him and you're like, well, his nose is, like, a little too big. I can't complain <laughs> about someone's nose. I've decided. If I find someone that, like, has a larger nose, which is, like, most everyone, like, it's a natural, like, facial trait, I'm like, huh, like, our, our kids are going to be kind of screwed. But, like, you know, that's fine. <laughs> like, I've grown to like my nose-ish, ish. Um, but, like, I like it because it's a family trait, so, you know? Kids might complain about yeah. it, but they'll be fine. <laughs> I didn't mean just, like, nose in general. I just mean, like, anything. Like, you're not going to pick, like, something little about their appearance and sort of be like, well, they're not, like, they don't look like someone on Love Island, so I'm not going to go for them because I think it's, like, a mix of both. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I I have to be able to hold a conversation with someone, and I think that's what – that is a huge turnoff for me is one, if someone's not funny, if someone can't take my humor, that kind of like thing, but you have to be able to hold a conversation with someone and like have something interesting to say, I guess. Yeah. And have like similar interests. And I think like similar like humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it would be really hard to be in a relationship with someone where you didn't think they were funny Yeah, and they thought they were funny. That sounds just like really not a good time but they could be like the hottest person in the world yeah and i feel like but you're (laughs) it's not gonna work out yeah i've heard that so much that there's so many like attractive people out there that like i know people who have gone on dates with super attractive people and they're like that's all there is 
Like, I think there's yeah. so often like people who just believe their own hype and that's all they can talk about, um, which might work for some people, but not us. <laughs> We're personality. I think it's about, stuff. it's about the character, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you need <laughs> gotta have character. <laughs> well rounded. I like it. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of like, like an old house, you know, you go, <laughs> it has character. <laughs> I love it. Um, I feel like throughout this episode, it's been really telling what our love languages are and things that we value in relationships, if that makes sense. Like, I think when it comes to relationships or like people that you talk to, like that idea of someone who shares your values or shares those traits with you. We've talked about love languages before, but it's it's actually like become really important when people have been talking about relationships. It's knowing your own love language and knowing your partner's love language, because then you know how to treat them because often you don't receive love the same way other people do. And it's learning yeah. how to balance that. Um, so Molly and I, right before this episode, we <laughs> refreshed our love languages. Molly, would you like to share what your dominant love language is? Yeah. Um, oh, just my dominant. Oh, you can share all of them because some people might not know all five. Okay, so I don't think I know. I do know all five. Um, but so I took it before and I knew this was going to happen because this is what always happens with me. But I had three that were pretty close together um, for I think it was 30% of words of affirmation, 28% physical touch, and then 25% acts of service. And then the other two was like 7% gift giving and like not, I don't know, 9% or something like that of quality time. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are my five. I know Adam's too. What are his? So I I don't know his like total, but I know his top one is um, acts of service and words of affirmation. Okay. So similar to me. Yeah, that's good. There's a nice little overlap. Yeah, but I think he had quality time like a lot higher. Mm Mm-hmm. Than I do. Yeah. And I think that goes to the idea of compromise and it's little like in relationships. I was just listening to a podcast about like compromising in relationships and like when you figure out someone else's love language, like maybe quality time isn't important to you, but if it's important to Adam, like uh, you guys have a healthy relationship. I I can't <laughs> talk on it. I shouldn't be talking about this. Yeah. I mean, I think what I think quality time like works out for him because we live together now. Like Mm -hmm. I think the base of quality time from what I've read is not that you necessarily need to be like doing something like super um, in depth when you're together, but just like being together Mm -hmm. and like around each other is um, what sort of like he appreciates. Yeah. And I think that like makes sense. I really see, like, words of affirmation and, like, physical touch in, like, arguments or not necessarily Mm. arguments even or, like, moments of insecurity. Like, if I'm having had a tough day at work and I need sort of, like, support Mm -hmm. and, like, talking through it, like, for me, it feels, like, better if he, like, holds my hand and, like, tells me that he's proud of me and that, like, he understands that it was, like, a tough day but that, like, tomorrow will be better and things like that. And I think it's kind of similar for him. Like, he likes when I have, I'm very, like, good at listening to him fully, like, explain what was tough about the day and then sort of give him that sort of, like, it's okay. Like, tomorrow's going to be better. Like, you did the best you could. Like, don't let it, like, get to you, yeah. you know? I like that. And I think I'm very similar in that way. Like, I resonate a lot with that because 
My number one, unsurprisingly, this is what it was last time. It was acts of service at 33%. Um, and then words of affirmation and quality time at 20% each. And then physical touch, receiving gifts at 13%. Um, because I think we've talked a lot about like we act like we had a very similar college experience and how like we would be doing all of these things and like always going places. So I think I was when I was taking this quiz, it came to me that it's I think for people like us who are constantly doing things or constantly going and like stressed out a lot of the time, it resonates a lot with us when someone understands that and is reassuring of that, if that makes sense. I don't want to speak for you. Yeah, no, I don't feel like you're speaking for me at all with that. Like I definitely 100% agree. I think the acts of service thing, a lot of the questions, so you can tell when you take this quiz, it's five love languages.com. It's the number five love languages.com. We are not sponsored just <laughs> free service. But I think for me, cause it sounds weird. Like when I was thinking about it, I was like, is it a bad thing that I like when people do things for me? But I realized it's kind of different than that. Like I would prefer someone to, instead of spend money, spend time with me and like go out of their way to help me out with something. And I think that stems from me constantly going places and doing things. And I'd rather someone like help me out on a project and be interested in what I'm interested in than like, buying me jewelry like that means a lot more um because it's more in tune with like who I am as a person if that makes sense um yeah and I also think it's not like weird to want somebody to do things for you like nobody wants to do their dishes like nobody wants to do their laundry like that is nobody wants to like everyone loves when somebody does that for them and or they come home and it's it's completed like everyone loves that yeah so I think it makes sense. And like, I, I mean, I'm like the same. I prefer, like, I love when Adam's like, oh, I did the laundry yeah. and I can just like hang it up and put it away. And I'm like, oh, that is it's just so, so nice. nice. Yeah. Because it's taking something off of your plate. And I think that yeah. resonates with busy people. <laughs> We're like, yeah. do I have five minutes to do the laundry? No, not really. <laughs> um, and so that way it doesn't sit in a pile in the corner of your closet like it does for me yeah and I almost see it as like I mean it's kind of like a give and take like for Mm -hmm. like Adam and I like he he does our laundry every week and like I put it all folded and put it away so it's kind of like a balance Mm -hmm. there but then also like if he like makes the bed in the morning he doesn't usually do that so when he does it's like I don't have to do that now like that's very nice and then, like, some mornings, like, I always wake up earlier than him. So if I know he has to go somewhere then and I hear him getting ready, like, I'll go and put the keys in his car and start warming up his car for him. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the very, like, simple little thing that's just, like, it's, like, an act that was, like, I knew that you needed something that – and this would make your day easier and, like, more pleasant mm-hmm. if I did it for you. So I'm just going to do it for you. Yeah. I, you know, I resonate with that a lot. I think it's a New England thing too. It's like starting someone's car up for oh, them. Oh yeah. My, uh, oh my gosh, I'll never forget when my when remote car starters were first a thing when we were younger. When my dad got my mom a remote car starter, <laughs> that's true love. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, Adam's car is like from freaking nineteen ninety three. So yeah. like, <laughs> that was my first car too. It's uh, yeah. It's like you know one day. Yeah. Hopefully, in 2021, there will be a new car purchase. I love it. It's going to manifest that for you. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, it's going to happen. Like, it's been saved for. It will happen. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, 
So speaking of quizzes, do we want to take one on air? Yeah, I know you found one. I'm very excited. I'm so excited for this one. I scoured, scoured. I spent 10 minutes on BuzzFeed. But um, I found one that says pick one song from each Taylor Swift album and we'll tell you which of her exes is your Valentine. This is very... I'm scared. I'm scared too. There's like fully one that I do not want. I don't even know... like half of Taylor Swift's exes. Okay, we'll we'll go through it. But I'm the weirdest person because I will shed tears over Olivia Rodrigo and I don't know his name drama. We don't care, but about I him. can't remember her exes. Her exes. What's his name? Josh something. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, no, no. The Olivia Rodrigo's. Oh, I think it's. Is Josh? it Josh? I don't care about his name. I like. I think it's Josh. Wow, it's a J. I mean, I think I think it's all made up for like press, but yeah. Mm. Whatever. Anyways, we'll talk about OG <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Oh Slayer. my gosh. So we're gonna go through each of her album area eras, and we're gonna pick a song for each. Mm-hmm. Do you have? And it? we actually will have the link down below, so mm-hmm. you should pull it up now and follow along with us. Because mm-hmm. and let we'll us give know. You like three seconds. Yep. Okay. We're waiting. You have it up? Okay. And we're giving them three seconds now. Okay. Yeah, we're giving them three seconds to load it up because I want them to do it with us. While they're doing it. Yeah, I think they're ready. I think they're ready. I was going to fill time and say my party trick is naming a Taylor Swift song in the first three seconds. But. Oh, really? Yeah. We should do that. We should totally do that. Um, We we should make like a YouTube video of that. That would be. Wait, we'd get copyrighted. Three (laughs) seconds wouldn't be bad, though. If I do it, there's, like, certain lengths that you can't have a song, and it's copyrighted. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Okay. Everybody got it? We're ready. Yeah, so the first one is pick a song from Taylor Swift. (laughs) This is hard. So they did eight This is easy for me. Oh, no, it's not. No, this is easy for me. Okay. Oh, my God, this is so hard. Gut, I'm going picture to burn. Okay, I was gonna, Picture to Burn was definitely my favorite song, like, growing up, and, like, my go-to, but I also really love our song, and Tim McGraw, and Should Have Said No, and I'm gonna pick our song, just because it's the one that I could definitely recite word for word, like, right now, so I feel like it's, it's the way to go. Our song was totally my number two. That was what I was between, between Picture to Burn and our song. Yeah, it's just a good song. It really is. Just got, got the feels, you know? <laughs> This is a hard one. The next okay, one. so we're picking a song from Fearless. I'm not well. Um, this is easy. Oh, yeah, love story. Wait. Um, actually, maybe it's not easy. I'm. I was between Fearless and Love Story. I'm gonna go Love Story. I'm between Fifteen and Forever and Always. I know who Forever and Always is about. You know who's it about? It's about Joe Jonas. That was like the 28-second phone call when he broke up with her. Oh, okay. But those are two good well, contenders. This is tough. And I might have to ask Siri to flip a coin. <laughs> flip a coin. Okay, we have to go forever and always. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Siri. Okay, pick a song from Speak Now, Molly. <laughs> this is... Oh, did you already do it? No. Like, Speak Now is... Loki and No Skips album. This is one of her best. Uh, oh, I don't like Mean. 
Okay. I mean, I, I like this song, but I, I like this song, but I just, like, don't. I can't, like, sing along to it. It's not, if I didn't know, like, the story behind it, I wouldn't listen to it. What's the story behind it? I don't know. Okay. It's, like, so it has to just do with, like, the, like, press and just, like. Oh. Well, I know. The public as a whole just being assholes. I have a special place in my heart for me. I used to write, in middle school, I would write Taylor Swift lyrics on the back of my notebook. Like, you know, all those notebooks that had the cardboard backs? Yeah. So I would write full song lyrics from memory on the backs of those. And one of the, like, popular girls, like, came over and, like, made a snide comment about it. And, like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, I protected it with my life. I was like, don't come for me. And it was ironic because I was writing the lyrics to me, and that's what she commented on. I'm just so confused where you went to school because, like, when I was in high school, like, I guess maybe... This was seventh grade. I don't know. Oh, this okay. was in high school. Yeah. We were kids. Okay, well, we were when I was in high school and middle school, like, we had high school. I'm literally saying high school. We had Justin Bieber pins on our backpacks. Yeah. Like, I, the cool girls had Justin Bieber pins on their backpacks. Like, I'm just confused why the girls at your school were so mean and the girls at my school were just I so weird. they were mean on the whole. It's just they, like, had a tent. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I digress. But, like, I think it's – I will say that because at their core, they were very nice people. They just had a tendency to make, like, snide comments like that. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. It was Yeah, I think at my high school there was just like a group of girls that everyone saw as just like growing up too fast because they weren't like just like enjoying the things that they loved. They were I that is a perfect way to put it. I think that's exactly yeah. what it was. Um And then like most of the school like and most of the girls just kind of like read the books they liked and like would talk about how much they loved Justin Bieber and like Sean Mendes and Taylor Swift and like write lyrics on their notebooks. Yeah. Like, I don't... I ended up finding my And people. I don't remember ever being, like, judged for that. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a hardcore thing, because, like, we were still all going through stuff. Because, I mean, I yeah. had friends that, like, we went to a friend's birthday party, and we sang karaoke. And we did yeah. American Idol Taylor Swift version. I came in second place. I'm very... Because wow. I tried to sing Forever and Always, and I didn't have all the lyrics memorized. That's the song I lost with. Well... Anyways. It's good you didn't pick it on this. Yeah, I'm triggered. Um, <laughs> okay, so what are you picking? I picked back to December because I can't not. Okay. I, I'm between Enchanted and Last Kiss because both are so beautiful. I'm going to pick Enchanted. Okay. The ultimate No Skips album. Right. And for those who don't know, this was like her breakup album. After her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, so here's my thing. I only know one of these songs. I hate you. Oh, wait. No, I know a few. Okay, wait. I know I knew you were trouble. Mm-hmm. I know all too well. I know we are never, ever getting back together. And those are the only three I know. Oh. I'm going to pick all too well because I'm a sad bitch. Okay, I have to because of my emotional connection to this song. I think I might have talked about this before, but the moment I knew, I had a birthday party in college 
and I invited this guy to come. And he said he was you, Oh, you've said this. Yep. I think you've talked about this on the podcast. Yes. So for those who have heard, I posted or I sent it to my friends, like what happened. And they said, this is literally the plot line to the moment I knew by Taylor Swift, because this guy liked said he was going to come to the party. Didn't come. I ended up crying. The moment I knew is that song. So I have to choose that one. <laughs> okay. Pick a song from 1989. My least favorite album. Oh, God. See, <laughs> I don't know any of these. Um, okay. I'm between This Love and Out of the Woods. I like Out of the Woods. It's just a good driving song. Like, that is a good speeding on the highway song. That's hypothetical. I know. I don't speed on the I highway. Know. <laughs> I know style. I know blank space. I think I know out of the woods, but like... You do. I'm not going to say it for you right now because nobody needs to hear that. Can you give me like four words? It's like the chorus is literally... That like, aren't out of the woods. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods? Are we in the clear okay. yet? Are we in the clear yet? Are we in the clear, clear yet? Are we okay. Good? I'm going to do style because... <laughs> Harry Styles, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we already said soft porn on this episode. It's explicit already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy with this episode so much. Okay. Reputation. Oh, so good. <laughs> I don't know a single one I of these. I hate so much. This is such a good album. I know what I know. Look what you made me do, but I don't like that song. Okay. What is Getaway Car about? It's like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Like, we were driving in a getaway car. <laughs> we were. Flying. Oh, I know that song. I'm gonna pick that one because I know that one. Think about the place that you first met me. Mm, that one's good. That is a good song. That delicate. Don't blame me. Dress. I gotta choose dress. Dress is just like... I don't know any of these songs. What's dress? This uh, this podcast has just turned into Sarah singing for me. I can't remember the lyrics to it. Hold on. I'm gonna... Let me play a portion of it. I'll only play like 10 seconds. Spend the wine in the bathtub. You kiss my face and we're both drunk. Everyone thinks that they know us, oh. but they know nothing of us. I've never heard that before no. in my life. Oh my god. No. Okay, bye. And- <laughs> Yeah, I gotta choose dress. Okay. Okay. Oh, lover. Okay, so remember when we were talking about this? Sarah and I were having this discussion a while back about how I didn't like that Taylor Swift's like movie. It's called Miss Americana, and I said I never heard the song before. Did you listen to it since then? No, no, it's on my work playlist. Stop it. It has been on my work playlist for like a year. And you never knew that was the song? Oh, I had no idea. Oh my god. Okay, so now you get and what I And then eventually saying. I like heard it on the workplace and I was like, wait, is that the song that I said I didn't hear? <laughs> and I've literally listened to it probably three times a day for the last year. So you know the song. You know what I mean oh, yeah. about the story now, right? Like, it, Yeah, it's okay. a good song. Okay. Oh, this is so hard. Okay, Cruel Summer is by far one of the best songs on this album. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you totally do. It's like, okay, this one. Um, totally thought I just got a work email. Okay, let's go to um, Cruel Summer. This has been everywhere. Um, okay. Angels roll their eyes, but does 
Do you know that song? Hmm. Wait, hold on. There is a... Okay, I've heard that song before. What's Death by a Thousand Cuts? Oh, Death by a Thousand Cuts is so good. Oh, wait. Totally. Oh, my God. Best part. Oh, I also realized I called myself an emo bitch. Hmm? I called myself an emo bitch on this. Oh, we're good. Okay, I'm going to listen to this. Okay, I've never heard that before. Okay. Okay. I've decided I'm going to pick Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Mostly because I definitely can recite all of the lyrics. I'm between The Man and Cruel Summer. I think that I could play. Okay, also, I Forgot That You Existed is such a good song, personally. Um, I'm going to go with Cruel Summer because I just... Mm, so good. Okay. Okay. Folklore. Have you listened to it yet? Wait. I thought there was one I knew. Shoot. It's not on there. You know, Betty. Maybe I, I do. Make I totally just... No, the one I know is... um. Wait, is it if not sure uh, Archer? Your party. The Archer is um, Lover. You might... Oh my god, this is such a good oh, album. Oh, do they not do Lover? Oh, but they didn't have the album. They didn't. They don't have all the songs. Dang you it. Know, Betty. I know that song. No, I don't. <laughs> if I showed up at your party, would you have me? Would you want me? Would you tell me to go fuck myself? Meet me in the garden, in the garden. Would you trust me? <laughs> no. This hurts. No. This hurts. <laughs> I don't know that. I do know what song from Evermore I'm going to pick. And okay. if it's not on here. Yes, it's on your fucking yeah. Invisible yeah. String is not on here from Folklore. And that makes me really sad because that is... Oh. Okay, well, I'm just going to skip. <laughs> okay. Um, based on your past answers, I think you would like August or Betty. Okay. I'm going to pick August. Good answer. That's a good one. I'm between the list because I, I like the name. Yeah. I'm... I think it's a good name, and that's, yep, that's, that's it. I like Illicit Affairs with Betty. Illicit Affairs is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do Illicit Affairs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is easy. What's yours? Evermore's easy. Well, it's not that easy because I love Champagne Problems, and I also love Tis the Damn Season, but I will literally listen to Tis the Damn Season on repeat over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And will not stop. So she dropped that album when I was quarantining in a hotel in Vermont for Christmas. And I had just gotten back to my hometown. I was like, this is Chef's Kiss. Um so I clicked it and it popped up with who I got. Okay. Um <laughs> I was not prepared for that, but now he's waving at me. Oh my gosh. Long story short, no body, no crime, no champagne problems. Someone told me that Champagne Problems was literally... Oh, my gosh. Shit's Creek people. Someone did Champagne Problems as, like, um, Ted and Alexis. <laughs> and it thoroughly, like, destroyed me for 20 minutes. Um, I'm going to do Champagne Problems. I played that last night. <gasps> we totally got the Who'd same one. Because he's waiting. Who'd you get? 
Who'd you get? I got Harry Styles. Hey, he's literally waving at me. He's been waving at me for the last, like, minute. I'm just going to sit here. I need a minute with her. That Just this gift for a little while. Yep. He's really cute. I wish there was an explanation. I know. Me too. Like, tell me why I got Harry Styles. I know. Because I feel like I picked... I don't think I picked style. How was that? Hmm. Take your quiz. Take all of our listeners, take the quiz and let us know who you got. Well, they should have been taking it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, if you've been taking it with us, let us know. Um, yeah. Because I'm really curious. I want to know what you have to do to get Jake Gyllenhaal. Pick every worst song on every album. <laughs> Sarah wants to know what she has to do to get Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Like, draw the bad karma card? I don't know. I don't know. You're you're my favorite quiz taker because you love to try and manipulate to get one person. And this time, I didn't try to get him. I, like, really did not want him. Um, so, you know, that worked out. <laughs> um, well. So that was a fun episode. Um, I think a nice way to wrap it up is sort of last episode we did positive things in our life. So maybe we could do like a rose and a thorn, a nice thing and then sort of a not nice thing, sort of to keep it unfiltered, if you will. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, you're springing this on me, so I have to think. Okay, I can go so first. So you can go first. Um, a rose is that I've been getting a lot more responsibility at work and I have been kicking imposter syndrome's ass. And I have been really confident in myself lately. Um, a thorn is that, um, I mean, leaving my family was a little tough because I love them, but I'm going to be really unfiltered. Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day. I love love. I love my gals. But it's always a little weird. Like, being single around this time of year, I have a weird relationship with it. Um, so I've been pulled back down the rabbit hole. With um, some of my negative self-thoughts with regards to past guys. And that hasn't been super lovely. So that's my thorn. Um, okay. So I guess my rose sort of going off of yours with, like, work. Um, I did, again, interview for a job that I'm very interested in. Hell yeah, you did. So that's very exciting to hopefully maybe get out of retail and have a 9-to-5 job where I don't have to, you know, have a very scattered schedule, which I know was sort of in my goals for 2021. And a thorn... I don't know. I generally, like, try to stay very positive. I mean, like, I have my, like, fair share of, like, mental health, like, problems and, like, dealing with that and, like, imposter syndrome and all of that. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is, like, the stuff coming out about Army Hammer is, like, not (laughs) the best. And I was, like, telling my mom yesterday in the car, I was, like, I genuinely think I'm going to, like, my next therapy session just literally only talk about the anxiety that it brings on. This is so fascinating to me because I forget when this news broke and then you, like, we were talking about something else. We were talking about, like, the Super Bowl. And then, like, out of left field, Molly messages me and she's, like, this Army Hammer shit is wild. (laughs) Like, baby Timothy, like... And call me oh, by your yeah. name. This is distressing. 
Yeah. But it, it's it it's very like it's very distressing and very yeah, it definitely just causes me like a lot of anxiety and I don't know, like at the beginning of this episode, like we were talking earlier about like trust issues and things like that and like Army Hammer is a person that is just so well loved by everybody mm-hmm. and it's kind of like very out of left field and scary and yeah, I don't like it. It makes me feel icky inside and it's a thorn. Yeah. But I try and take my mind off of it because I'm nowhere near Los Angeles and yeah. nowhere, not at all involved in these people's lives at all. It just, you know, I'm an empath, so I think about how Timothy must be feeling right now, and it kind of devastates me because that's yeah. a very scary situation. Yeah. It makes me think of that quote, never meet your heroes. Yeah. Because we've, if we've learned anything over the past couple of years... All of these people that we've idolized as celebrities, a lot of them turn out not to be good people. Not a lot. That is, but a good chunk aren't great. Um, yeah. And that's, and I, but I almost feel like everybody has, like, everybody has their flaws. Some are very much worse than others. But, like, I do look at, like, people... Like, I've always felt this way. Like, in high school, I felt this way about, like, Justin Bieber and, like, the big like celebrities like that people put way too much pressure on them and Mm -hmm. that's kind of like why they made bad decisions just because of that but i also just think that this army hammer situation there's no excuse yeah (laughs) and it's another level of scary like there's a difference between like getting a dui and what these allegations with Army Hammer are just an astronomical difference. Yeah. When I talk about, like, not great people, I'm talking about, like, the Me Too revelations. Like, that's where, like, everybody has their baggage and things they work through as humans, but then there's the sort of inexplicable, inexplicable, no, unexcusable stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On that great note... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we should Have do a good week. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, a fun, maybe a lighter note to end on. I um, Love Island, US version, season three is casting. I floated the idea to my parents. I can't tell you how quickly something was shot down. Like, <laughs> immediately. I was like, if, you, if I make it far enough, you guys get a free trip to Hawaii. Come visit me. And they're like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. My dad was like, did you hear that? That's the sound of my brain cells leaving my head from this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So <laughs> we're going to make it I mean, all. I get it. Yeah. I, I really get it. Like, at first I was like, no, why? Like, why don't they want you to go on it? But now I like think about it and I'm like, if it was my kid, I would be like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But We'll just have to host our own reality TV show on the oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so let us know if you think we should do a TikTok dating series of me. Yeah. Or um, just like hop in our DMs and like nominate people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone you think would be good for Sarah, just yeah. like let us know. Um, my only my only non-negotiables, um, they have to believe in Black Lives Matter. And actively support the movement. Like, yes. And they can't have voted for Trump. I'm sorry. Those are, like, my two non-negotiables. Like, you got to believe in, like, basic human rights, which I think extends to both of those non-negotiables. Yeah. But otherwise. 
I can't think of a word. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Oh. Should what? By the time we post this, we will have posted about our stickers. Oh yeah. We have stickers. <laughs> we have stickers. I'm very excited um, about these. If you want them. Yep. They are three dollars. DM yes. us. Yes. <laughs> you can go on our Instagram. ALBU podcast, and we will have posted about them. And they are $3 for one and $5 for two. They're super cute. One has our trademark pinky swear logo. For our vision, our audio listeners, you cannot see me, but I'm doing a really, we're both doing some interesting pinky swears. Molly's looks much better than mine does. Um, we have that, which is our <laughs> little bit of logo. And then we have another sticker that says, I'm a little bit unfiltered. So, Head to our Instagram, buy those, and that way we can start making some money and make some more merch for you guys. Thumbs up. Woo! Woo! Okay, this was All like right. a, an thank hour and a half. Thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you again so much for listening. Um, we will catch you in two weeks yes and in the spirit of valentine's and galentine's day show a little love to the people in your life let them know you love them also um quick plug head to your closest cvs target walgreens any convenience store and go pick up your 50 percent off valentine's day candy yeah it's officially february 15th go get that you deserve that chocolate and candy get that chocolate yeah if you need a if you need a reminder that you deserve candies and sweets in your life. Yeah. We got you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.